Human behavior has always been a mystery. Why do people do what they do? Why do they react one way when we expected something else? How do we learn to understand, connect with, enroll, engage, align with people most effectively? Hi, I'm Christine Cummerford, founder of Smart Tribes Institute, and welcome to our Smart Tribes Crack the Behavior Code podcast. In each episode, you'll learn practical, easy to use tools to better understand and change human behavior. These tools will help your team outperform, outengage, outsell the competition. In other words, to become a smart tribe. Oh, and you'll find these tools super helpful in your personal life too. Let's go. that setting strategy matters and it's one of the first steps to steer your company to achieve its goals and to fulfill its mission. So why do strategies so often fail? Well, because making strategies work requires execution. You have to actually do the strategy, not just set it, right? Strategies fail when the average bear doesn't know how to execute the strategy and they aren't empowered to adjust to meet the goals that are laid out in the strategy. You know, when strategies stay in the clouds, employees get lost in the woods. And meanwhile, back on earth, they're trying to figure out exactly what to do to execute this lofty strategy. So when organizations chunk down their strategic plans into tangible, measurable, specific quarterly goals, their teams know what to do. They can keep moving and course correct if they get off track. So let's take a sec and look at two myths about effective execution. In a recent Harvard Business Review blog, Donald Saul, Rebecca Homkes, and Charles Saul report on their effective strategy execution research. They interviewed 7,600 managers in, 200, in 262 companies across 30 industries to gather their data. That's a pretty big sample size. Organizations studied in their sample were typically, they were large, 6,000 employees on average, median sales of 430 million, but they were across volatile sectors, including financial services, IT, telecom, gas. So the research busted several myths about effective strategy execution, two of which I found really were kind of essential to discuss in the context of why strategies fail. So I also wanna share two tools that will help you put your strategies to work. So myth number one, execution means sticking to the plan. So no strategic plan can accurately predict the future. Even if a plan includes detailed roadmaps that specify who should do what, when they should do it, what resources are needed, in practice, unforeseen crises, uh, unexpected opportunities can throw plans off. So leaders must make it safe to adapt to address obstacles, to capitalize on opportunities, because sometimes sticking too rigidly to the plan can run counter to these strategic objectives. And that's why I find one of the most important activities any organization can undertake is to create the right decision-making spaces when setting accountabilities. So here's the first tool, decision spaces. These cover what someone fully owns and can make autonomous decisions about. And you know what we're gonna do? Um, on the show page, we're gonna put a sample uh, decision spaces. 
because I want you to see um, what it looks like so that you can create your own. So here's the thing. When something unexpected happens, the person then is empowered to make decisions swiftly, effectively, and really in accordance with their competency. You know, put simply, they don't need to call on anyone to make the decision. So compiling a list of answers to the following will help you when setting up decision spaces. What can you make decisions about? What can't you make decisions about? Who to escalate a decision that is outside of your space? So here's just a couple of quick examples. So like for sales, right? They should have full decision authority over how to achieve their sales quota aligned with the growth goal of the company, right? How to incent sales behaviors and culture, how to allocate co-op marketing and trade dollars, how to structure within sales, um, how to determine sales regions, et cetera, how to decide on service level agreement standards and options. So that's just a quick example um, for operations. Here's another example how to decide where business process optimization is needed, right? How to set standards for operational effectiveness and efficiency, when to recommend strategic changes to the executive team, okay? Um, how to decide uh, resource allocation across supply chain and product supply, how to set delivery targets, how to set safety standards. So I want, I want us to kind of get a feeling for, this is kind of a way to have super clear communication over who owns what, frankly. Myth number two, communication equals understanding. It's true that people in the organization need to know exactly what the goal is, why they're doing it, how their department's going to achieve it, how each team member is going to contribute to it, and what the success metrics are. However, many executives believe that communications like emails being sent, presentations being delivered, are just automatically understood, and that's not so. Sending out communication pieces does not guarantee that they are understood. Just like sharing a lot of words with someone <laughs> doesn't guarantee that they are heard properly, nor does it mean it will inspire the right actions. So let's look at the next tool. Tool number two, one of the simplest tools you can use to help staff understand, connect to a strategy is the outcome frame. The outcome frame simply helps chunk your strategy down. It brings great clarity as to the why and the how of it. And then you can distribute this clarity to the relevant areas of your organization. So in addition to helping people understand their accountabilities, the outcome frame also emotionally engages the team. Um, and I want us to think about that. We don't want a strategy to be just forced on somebody, right? We want them to have their own insights around it and how they're going to execute their part of it. So employees must feel connected to the strategy. Human beings must make decisions based on emotion because they're going to anyway. They're gonna to default to activities that lead to the best feeling behaviors. No emotional connection, no engagement, period. This doesn't mean work must be all about joy, happiness, and inspiration, because meanwhile, back on earth, that's not the case. But here are some of the outcome frame questions I recommend using to elicit detailed responses from people. And I have a sample here for clarity's sake. Uh, so what would you like? I want to double our client retention rates. What will having that do for you? We'll all feel happy, fulfilled, excited about the work I do and the team that I have. It will also give me more commissions to send my kids to the best colleges, making me a proud parent. How will you know when you have it? 
Well, when 50% of the existing client base um, uh, agrees to renewing and extending their contracts with our company for at least two years, when, where, with whom do you want this? Well, at the main office, which is responsible for two major global markets, US and UK, by mid-year with my team of four. This is a very specific outcome frame. Good. What a value might you risk or lose to ensure that you achieve this outcome? I'd be willing to let go of clients who are no longer aligned with our mission, vision, values, so we can focus on those who are. I will overcome my disagreements with sales and collaborate with them to help identify and secure new client accounts that are better aligned with us. I'll also have to spend more time cultivating my team. So I'd likely lose a few hours of strategic time each, each week for the first three months of this change. Great, this, this executive is getting very clear on what the cost is of this change. Good. What will likely happen if you don't solve this the way you want? What will be the impact on your business and your life? Well, let's see. Not achieving this outcome would delay funds available for reinvesting in product development. If we don't fund innovation, we might lose market share to our competitors. Personally, this places financial stress on me as a parent, providing for three children at home, right? Since part of my commission is based on retention. So what are your next steps? Schedule a meeting with the sales team to define the optimal client profile. Meet with marketing on retention programs and outreach to new prospects. Set up recurring meetings with my team to mentor them on our new approach. Set monthly targets and celebrations as we approach our goal. Woo, great. Okay, so try these tools to boost the success of your strategies and then let me know your results. Thank you for joining me today. Let's make strategies actually work. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Every listen, every share, every review helps others form their own smart tribes where teams are engaged, happy, and optimally performing. Together, you and I can help millions of people crack the behavior code in their organizations, families, and communities. I invite you to take two minutes and head over to smarttribesinstitute.com to discover more about how to form a smart tribe. See you there, and please tell your friends.